Uh, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it reads, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Pray with me, please. Father, we thank you, Father, for what you're about to do this morning. Father, I pray that you will use my mouth, my hands, my lips, my minds, and, and speak to your people, God. We are here to hear from you this morning. God, I feel your presence. I feel your love. Father, I pray that before this message end and as we crescendo in this lesson that you're going to teach us, I pray that our love for you will get deeper and deeper. Because, Father, we know, Father, that there's nothing greater, there's nothing more satisfying than loving you. Nothing, nothing. God, I pray you would help us today. Help me as I study. Help me as I teach, that I might teach in such a way that your people will be transformed forever. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated uh, in the Lord's presence. Uh, I'll be getting a new series today entitled Distracted. Uh, the series, I often say that I, I, I study uh, to live. And out of my study comes my preaching. And so, uh, so many of you know that this week I kind of snuck away. I even had a couple of y'all say last yesterday and the day before, I said I had no idea the pastor had snuck away. And uh, I took my family on a little of a vacation time just to get some alone time. And so, and I love the water. I love getting nearby wherever there's water is because something about the water for me it just brings me into that place where I'm really comforted and uh, and I can really focus on God and so so I'm over there at this location I'm by the pier and and I'm just sitting there I had no agenda uh, my phone was off I had no appointments I had nothing to do except to sit there in God's presence, and I worship. And I got to tell you something. It felt so good. And God began to speak to me, and I realized that at that moment, even for me, as I bring this message, I, I, I bring it because God had to show me some things afresh. God was showing me that I, myself, was just a little bit too busy. You hear the phrase sometimes people say, well, you know, I don't have time 
to spend time with the Lord. I don't have time to pray like I should because, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I got a lot of things and, you know, and, and, and I need to do all these things. But whenever you find that you're too busy for the Lord, then you are too busy. You're far too busy. One of the things I understand that and I think holds true is that oftentimes many of our problems, particularly as it relates to Christianity, many of our problems is not necessarily a sin problem. The sin, uh, you know, is a symptom of a deeper problem. Oftentimes the problem, we, we have an intimacy problem with the Lord. How many know what it's like to be in love? Every man in this room about to say something. Every woman ought to say something. You know, when you're in love, and I, you, you know how it was that you would stay on the phone. Back in the day, we used to have pay phones. We don't have those no more. You stay on the phone all night long. Every time you, every, every step you made, every thought you thought, you constantly thought about that person be, be, because they completely consume you. They consume your being. You were preoccupied with the one that you love. You would jump off of a cliff. Men would open the door, hallelujah. I hope you still do open the door. We would go out of our way because we're in love. And you know when you're really in love, you aim to please the one that you love. You want, there's nothing that brings you greater joy than, than to know that, that the person that you love is happy. Many people don't realize, when they think of God, we think of God as way out yonder. You know, God wants to have a love affair with you. Now, for some of you, that's the first time you ever heard that. You mean, God, Pastor, I mean, God really, God wants to have a love affair with you. Before God really wants your service, before God really wants all the things that you have to offer him, your gifts, your talents, and all of that, all of that is great. But you know what God really wants at the end of the day? He wants you. He wants you more than you can ever, could ever know. God wants, he created you, and I'll show you here in a moment. He created you and I to be with him. So many of this world's ills and problems are directly related to this lack of intimacy with the Creator. Uh, you remember back in the, for those of you who know your Bibles, back in the early days, um, back in the early days of creation when Adam and Eve sinned against God, there was a time when God would just talk to Adam. But then after Adam and Eve sinned against God, there came a point in time where then men had to call on the name of the Lord. In other words, it became a little bit more difficult to really hear from God. Why? Because sin had entered into the picture. And so the reason why we struggle as a people, the reason why society is broke today, it is because we are outside of our design and we lack intimacy with our Savior. Intimacy. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a kind of love that goes deep. In fact, I was, the title of this sermon is Distracted. You know as well as I know that this world is full of distractions. I am a technology buff. Many of you know that about me. 
and uh, technology, any new thing to come out, I'm one of the first ones that my eyes pop out. I mean, I, I'm like, wow, new gadget, wow, I'm like, wow, you know. And one of the things that I've come to learn is that, that, that there's, there's so many things that fight for our attention and distract us. And here's the problem you got to understand about God. God, I, your schedule is important. I respect your schedule. But can I let you in on something? God will never acquiesce to your schedule. If you want to connect with God, you got to get on his schedule. Because he's God, right? You know, when you're God, you can make those kinds of decisions. And so, and so one of the things that happens is that we get so distracted. I mean, and not bad things. Not, we're not talking about things that, that, that are horrible. We're just talking about we just get so busy with life that if we happen to have a little bit left, we might have a conversation with God if we're not too tired. They got this thing, uh, this, this uh, disorder that, that came into being, I guess, uh, some years ago, and it's a growing thing. How many of you have ever heard of this ADHD? Uh, Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. Uh, and one of the things that they, they, they say about that is that it's, it's, it's a person that lacks the ability to focus. So what do they do? They, they, they subscribe some kind of medication. They give them some kind of medication because they know that if that child, if that individual cannot focus, they will never mature and become all they could be. Their learning is, is capped. So what do they do? They figure out a way to keep you from being distracted. How many know that if you're going to grow and mature and grow in the full knowledge and understanding and experience the full capacity of the love of God, we got to stop allowing ourselves to be distracted. Now, I'm going to say some things this morning. It's going to challenge you in a very good way. Because here's what I come to understand and know that the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. But not everyone fully understands what that means. Not everyone fully understands what that What do you mean, Pastor, there's fullness of joy? Why are you crying when you're driving down the road? I mean, why do you sing a song? What's wrong with you? Let me tell you that when you come to a place when you understand who you are and why God created you and you connect with that, it'll make you cry. It'll break your heart. Because when you come into understanding how big God's love is, it is rich, it is deep, and it is amazing. John Wimber said this, and John Wimber is a charismatic preacher who's now dead. Um, he was largely responsible for the Vineyard Church. Have anybody ever heard of Vineyard Church? Um, he was the pioneer of that church. He said this, stay with me. John Wimber said this, the ability to hear what God is saying. How many of you need to hear from God? Amen. Let me say this. We're living in a time right now, unless you are like on another planet, the world is in shambles. People are confused. People are lost. People are looking for something. And, and, and it's amazing because when I look, on new, look at the news sometimes, it actually breaks my heart because I see that people are reaching, they're grasping, but they don't know for what. 
They don't know. And so people all around us, they are hurting. They are, they are aching. And so what do they do? They resort to things like murder, uh, you know, think relational problems, immorality, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, suicide. All of these things, they are, it's around us because people don't know the creator. They don't understand the love of God. And John Wimber was saying here, as I read the rest of this passage, that we, as the people of God, we have the capacity to help open the eyes of the blind. But how many know that we have to have a love affair with him? What people are looking for, if you're a believer this morning, you have it in you to help them. That's why I say, I say all the time, if you're a Christian, don't you ever walk with your head down. You must understand who you are. You're special. You are deeply loved. John Wimber, let me finish my statement. He says, the ability to hear what God is saying, to see what God is doing, and to move in the realm of the miraculous comes as an individual develops the same intimacy, and, intimacy with and dependence upon the Father. How did Jesus do what he did? The answer is found in his relationship with the Father. How will we do the greater works than these, which Jesus promised? By discovering the same relationship of intimacy, simplicity, and obedience, unquote. God wants to use us to be agents of healing. But you know, there's too many of God's people themselves who are not really intimate with God. We serve God. Don't, don't, don't mistake in serving God as being intimate with God. You know you can serve God and not be emotionally attached. You can go through the motions and you can do things with God and people. And, and I'm not saying service is not good, but how many know that our service should be born out of our love? Not the other way around. See, see, the reason why people get upset and they get in the flesh, they get angry when they serve for a little while, because they're not, they're not intimate with the Father like they should be. But see, when you love and when you serve God out of a heart of love, your life, you're happy. You're, you're, you have the capacity to change things around you and people, and, and God is glorified. But listen to what Jesus, I'm going to give you a couple of verses to understand, and I got to do this, and then we're going to get into our passage here in Luke chapter number 10. I just want to lay a foundation. But how many know that we were made and created for his pleasure? It says in Rome, Revelation 4, 11, you can write these down. Uh, we don't necessarily have time to turn there because I have so many verses. It says in Revelation 4, 11, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Understand what he's saying there in Revelation. That we exist for the pleasure of God. All of human mankind today were created for God. Let's look at uh, Colossians 1.16. Write this down. For by him, talking about Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him, watch this, and for him. Now do you see why the world is in shambles today? 
We were created to worship. We were created to love him. And if you find yourself coming into the house of God during the worship time, you have a very difficult time raising your hands and praising God. I must submit to you today that you have an intimacy problem. Can I say this? Can we, can we talk? You see, God is to be praised from the, going to, from the rising of the sun to when the sun go, goes down. How many know that God is to be praised? God is to be worshipped. And how many know if you, if you lack an intimate relationship with the Lord, it's very difficult to walk into an environment where people are intimate? You see? Because that's a struggle because it's a place that you're not. Now, don't, be, don't, be, don't feel bad about that. What you need to do is you just need to come to the waters. You need to just draw closer. Because Jesus said in James chapter 4, he says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. It's up to us. God is there waiting. He's saying, look, will you please give me my time? Give me some time. Don't just give me your service. Give me you. Give me your heart. It says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, Jesus said this. Watch this. He says, you shall love the Lord, and that, that word, the Greek word for that word love is agapio. It means to take pleasure in, to intimately love. You are to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Now listen to this. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. He says with all of your heart. Watch this. With all of your soul. With all of your mind. Do you hear that? I mean, no, that is deep. He said, every fiber of your being, you're to love me deeply and intimately. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say that you should serve me with all of your heart, even though you should serve him with all of your heart. But notice what he said. You, you should love me with all of your heart. Matthew 15, 8 says this. Just write these verses down. Jesus said this concerning the Pharisees. He says, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Boy, that's a strong indictment. He says, in other words, these people say the right words. They say, Lord, I love you. They, they, they say the right things, and even sometimes they do the right things, but their heart is far from me. They don't know me. They don't know me. God is not looking for lip service. He's looking for heart service. Amen. He wants your heart. You know, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, They had commands. And the Old Covenant deals basically with the externals. The Old Testament law said you should do this and you should do that, do this, do that. And, you know, the Old Testament law was not just the Ten Commandments, commandments as some people say. The law was pretty large. And those laws in the Old Testament, they focus on the externals. Right? All they had to do in the Old Testament is they had to just perform. They just had to perform. In other words, whatever the law said do, just do it. But there was no real connection in the heart. There was no, in other words, they did stuff, and to them, they thought, I'm cool. I'm doing this for God. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But God wasn't satisfied with that. 
He wanted to settle. He said, no, 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 no. We got to go deeper than that. If you're ever going to come to a place where you're going to walk in the fullness of who I am, you need to come to a place where you give me your heart. In fact, he says this in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. Uh, uh, stay with me. I'm going to read this. I don't think, do we have that verse? Amen, we do. He says, now, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. This is Jeremiah speaking prophetically to the people of God in those days. He says, I will make, he says, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. God wanted your heart. He says, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. He says, I'm going to change things. He says, because the reason why Israel, the reason why you keep falling, the reason why you keep having problems in life is because you don't, you don't really love me with your heart. You, you have a, you have a, how many know that, 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 that you can have a kind of a, a do mentality, but, but your emotions don't necessarily have to be connected? Uh, how many know that, that when we're in a relationship, you know it, amen? Ladies, you ought to know when a man is just giving you a bunch of words. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. You ought to know when they're just talking to you. You ought to know the difference. And we, men know how to throw a good line or two. But, but it's not about the lines. It, it, see, you got to come to a place where, where you understand, no, no, I want to know who, who you are. God wants to know who you are. He, he's not, he, he, it's good that you serve God. It's good, but, but let me ask you a question. Do you really love him? Do you really love him? He says, he says I want your heart. God was not satisfied with just people going through the motions and doing what he said. Because in fact, when God originally created us, he created us with the capacity of love. That's why Jesus said this. Y'all know what Jesus said? Jesus said, I don't do nothing unless I see my father do it. How many know you got to be intimate with God to be that way? Jesus, the Bible says Jesus will often, and Jesus was our example. The Bible says Jesus will often, he would just leave. He would just get away. His disciples said, i see y'all later. I'm going to spend time with the master, with God. So Jesus would often slip away into the wilderness. And so when he came back, boy, he walked in the full measure of the power of God. Why did he do that? Because he was connecting with his father. Now, now watch this. So let's, let's take us to our text in, in uh, Luke chapter number 10. Um, I meant to have a broom. Hallelujah. I, I left my broom. I had an object lesson for you this morning. Um, Martha and Mary, they were sisters. They loved God. They loved Jesus, had a relationship. Martha, she decides she wants to invite Jesus to come over to the house. Jesus, I want you to come over. Jesus he comes over. And a strange thing happens while Jesus is there. While Jesus is there, Martha continues to work the entire time. How many of you might have a problem with me? If I invited you over to my house and I said, hey, April, uh, dive or uh, exit. If I say, hey, won't you guys come over to my house and let's spend some time together? And when, from the time that you got there until the time you left, I was busy. 
I was cutting the grass. I was trimming my bushes. I was vacuuming my house. I was doing all these, and, you know, and then I, oh, by the way, I need to run to the store. So while you're sitting at the house wanting to see me, I'm running earrings, and then before you know it, two hours have elapsed, and now it's time for you to leave. Well, thanks for coming. It's so good to see you. You would look at me and say, you are nuts. You spent no time with me. You did, you, 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 that you were rude. I, I came to see you and you didn't, you, you, you just worked the whole entire time. You gave me no time. You know, Martha invited, she's the one who invited him over and she paid him no attention. Now I know some of you, you good Christians out there, you're saying, well, if that was me, I would never, I would never, ever, oh, for not me, no way. If Jesus come, I'm telling you, I'm going to give him full attention. Oh, no. I wonder how many times to Jesus, we invite Jesus over, but then uh, we pay him no attention. You know, every time when Jesus come over, you know he's coming over to do, to change us, right? When Jesus come to sit down and talk with you, you know he's coming to reveal himself, to show himself. And every time truth comes, when Jesus, watch this, when Jesus says something that conflicts with our life, if we ignore that, you know at that moment what we just said to him, we just kept sweeping and saying, Lord, I invite you over, but, but thanks, but I'm not going to do that. We invite him over, but we pay no attention to him. Because what Martha failed to realize is that Jesus didn't come over there to see her work. Jesus wanted to talk with her. Now watch. Now, the Bible says in verse number 30, that look at verse number, I said verse 30. Look at verse 39. I'm sorry, I better put my glasses on. And she's had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet, and she heard his word. She heard. Now, here's the difference with, with Mary. Mary decided that she was going to listen for obedience. Mary, when Jesus come, Mary, she's sitting there, and, and she is listening. Listening. Now, watch this. If you notice, Mary is not asking Jesus for a whole lot of stuff. Can I say something? Can we be really honest this morning? If your prayer life is all about just bringing God a petition, you are missing a big part of who you are. Now, it's okay. God wants you to come to him with a petition, but you know, you know, uh, if your prayer life is just, go give me this, Lord, do this, bless me, that, see you later, amen. That's not intimacy. And many people, too many of us do that. I mean, we wait until things are really bad and we talk to God. Boy, things are really bad. Now, God, I need help. But, you know, why, why go through that? Why don't, get, why don't you just spend time with, talking with him all the time and loving him? Ma, Mary, she sat there and she said, Please talk to me, Lord. I'm, I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to obey. Speak to me. And guess what happens? A strange thing happens. Watch this. <laughs> Martha was distracted. Can I, can I tell you what distracted means? It means unable to concentrate, failure to give full attention to something, a mind that is preoccupied. The Bible says that Martha was distracted with her much serving. 
how many know that there's nothing wrong with serving? She was distracted without much serving. It wasn't that Jesus was saying, Martha, you shouldn't serve. How many know that, that things need to get done? Amen? Amen. But what Jesus is saying is, but you got to know when to stop. And when I show up, when, I want, when it's time for me and you to talk, you need to stop. See, that's why a lot of times people ask, well, you know, we have our 945 prayer in the morning for all our staff and people in ministry. Oh, oh you know, we'll say, look, it's 945, and we tell everybody, stop what you're doing. Stop. And come in. It don't matter if you're in the middle doing whatever. Why? Because at that moment, we need to give him his time. Now, now watch this. Now, I'm almost done. Stay with me. Stay with me. Now, I want you to, I want you to see something. Mary, she didn't get distracted. She stopped everything else that she was doing. I've known some people to say to me, I've heard people say, well, you know what, Pastor? I just pray on the way to work. Um, I just pray, you know, when I'm, I get a chance, you know, when I'm doing some things, and I'll, I'll stop and I'll, you know, I'll pray. Is there anything wrong with that? No. But let me ask you a question. How intimate do you really want to be with him? Because if you really want to grow in your relationship with God, you got to give him full, undivided attention. You give God your best. Mary stopped everything, and she gave God her best. When Jesus showed up, everything else got shut down. When you're spending time with the Lord, how many of you, how many know, especially if you're talking about, you're talking with the Lord and you're driving on the road, if you're driving around here, I, I would challenge anybody to tell me that they can give full-time attention to the Lord driving in Northern Virginia in this traffic. You're telling me that you don't get distracted. Oh, no, you know you get distracted. These people out here, the way they drive, they would drive you nuts. I mean, the, Mary gave him undivided attention. She said, okay. She cut off her cell phone if she had it. She stopped texting. She stopped emailing, right? She found her a place where nobody could bother her. And I've been known, but, you know, I've been known to get away. And my wife, if she'll come looking, where, where, where you at? I'm gone. I slept away. And she find her a place, and she says, I'm in the zone. And for the next however minutes that I'm with the Lord, I am not going to let anything distract me. Let me tell you something. Do that. Do that for a month. Do it for a month, and I bet you, you'll come back telling me, Pastor, let me tell you. Let me tell you what God showed me. I mean, no, God is talking. Amen. I hear people say they don't believe that God speaks. Fooey. That's the best I can do in church. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't do anything else. I'm saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I, I mean, no, God talks to his people. The problem is, it's not that God is not talking. It's just that we're too distracted. You're too busy. You've got to make up in your mind. If you need to hear from God, you've got to get away. And you've got to, it got to be you and him and nothing else. Amen. Nothing else. Nothing. I get away. I don't care if it's 15. I don't care if it's five minutes. I'm going to give God my undivided attention. And let me tell you something. God will speak to you about your marriage. He'll speak to you about your career. He'll speak to you about your job. He'll speak to you about relationships. God will tell you what you need to know and what you're seeking him for if you can get along with him. 
But everything in society, you know as well as I know, fights against that, right? When's the last time you got alone with God with no distractions? And it was just you and him. You notice what happened with Martha? Did you know that Martha got pretty irritated? Y'all look at verse number, what verse is that? Verse number 40. Um, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him. Now, she walks up to Jesus. No, 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 no. <laughs> let me get my Bible, because I got to make sure I do justice to the text here. Now, look. So here it is. Jesus is in the house. And Mary and Jesus are just there. She's sitting at his feet. She's just, there's peace. There's joy. There's happiness. There's dialogue going on. But if you look over on the other side of the room, there's something totally different that's going on. Watch what she says. But Martha was distracted with my servant, and she approached him and said, Lord. No, my first thing is, woman, well, who do you think you're talking to? I mean, this is Jesus. Do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? You know what she was really saying to Jesus? She's like, she's sitting there with her broom. She's sweeping, and she's upset, and she's in the flesh, and she's mad. You know, look at them. They're sitting there talking, and, you know. And, and finally, she just got so mad, she goes, and she can see this. And, she, and I imagine that she saw that there was something beautiful and wonderful happening there. And, you know, and people, you never know when people get mad and frustrated. They don't like, the, they need to bring somebody else into their party. You ever notice that? That the irritated and the frustrated, they don't like to be irritated and frustrated alone. They always want to bring somebody. You come with me. Get away from me. <laughs> and so, so Martha, so, so Martha, now she gets so mad that she walks up. She says, Lord, don't you care? In other words, Jesus, you need to do something about this. She has left me here to do all this work by myself. This is terrible, Jesus. I mean, don't you care? You're supposed to be the Lord. Why would you let this woman, God, that's unjust that I'm here doing all this work. And you just let her sit there and she's just talking to you. You see, people who lack intimacy with the Lord get easily irritated. And they're easily frustrated and they're mad all the time. You can tell a person who won't spend time with the Lord. See, when you spend time with the Lord, He transformed you. See, if you said you spend time with the Lord, you got on your knees and you prayed and you said, I just finished my devotion, but you get up and you're ready to beat somebody up, you didn't spend time with the Lord. The devil paid you a visit during that time, He showed up. Because when you get into the Lord's presence, it changes your demeanor. You see, intimacy, when you're intimate with the Lord, you're being conformed in his image. You're being changed into his likeness. Your personality changed. The way you communicate with people changed. Everything about your life changed because you're in the presence of the Lord. And you've been with him. And, and, and let me tell you, it's peace. How many know that the more intimate you are with the Lord, the more peace you will have? How many of you want more peace? Amen. How many of you want more joy? How many of you want the? How many of you want a good life? Let me tell you something. Get connected to him. Because Martha, may I add, let's not slam Martha. Martha meant well. 
This message is not an indictment on Martha, but an example to show that we need to know when it's time to get into his presence. It's, 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 you see, because people who are intimate with the Lord, I find that they have a better quality of life. People who are intimate with the Lord, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my what? Commandments. You see, people are intimate with the Lord. The minute that they get to, watch it, the minute that they know they're wrong, boy, they'll jump up and fix it right away. My wife will tell you, there have been times when we come up in the, now, now don't y'all try to act like y'all sanctimonious and like whatever, but we come up in, we, there have been times we come up in the parking lot in an argument, upset about something. And before I can step in this pulpit, the Lord's convicting me, and I'm like, oh, well, you, baby, I just want you to know, I love, Lord, you ain't going to say one word to nobody until you get this right. Amen. So by the time I come, you know why? Because I'm and I don't want nothing to get in the way of what God want to do. And so you know what I do? I humble myself because I have a relationship with him. You see, see if, you're main, if you're angry and you're frustrated and you're mad all the time, uh, you need to get plugged in to Jesus. You need to get away and spend some time with him. And watch this. And lastly, a couple things. Jesus said this. You would have thought that Jesus would have said, you know what, Mary? You know what? You, you know what, Martha? You're right, Martha. You know, Mary just, you know, it's not fair. You would have thought that Jesus would have said, Mary, you're right. You know, you, don't you see Martha over there doing all that work? But you know what Jesus said? What does it say, what does it say in verse number 41? And Jesus answered and said to her, watch this. Look at this. Martha, Martha. Now, can you see the love in Jesus' eyes when he says that? He says, Martha, Martha. Oh, Martha, I love you so much, girl. Martha, Martha. Martha, you're so sweet, Martha, Martha. Oh, I love you, Martha, 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 Martha. He says, you are worried and troubled about a lot of things. Some of you just need to just stop worrying and being troubled about a lot of stuff. Some of you, you came to church this morning worrying your trouble. Jesus said, you are troubled about a whole lot of things. In other words, you need to come to me and let all that stuff go. He says, but Mary, though. He says, but Mary? Mary has chosen a good part. He said, and you know what? He basically, Jesus said to, uh, said to Martha, leave Mary alone. In fact, you should be like her. Because when I show up, give me my time. Now, here's, here's what you have in the meantime. Here's what you have in exchange for that. You will experience a kind of depth of love that the deepest parts of your soul will be fulfilled. If there are holes in your heart today and you've been looking for something today, right? You've been looking for something. There's something missing. I need more. I need more. I have come to realize that if nothing else is in my life going the way I want, if I got Jesus, I'm okay. I'm satisfied. I'm at rest. I'm at peace. Because I got what's most important. Here's what you do. Well, Pastor, how do I start? I'll give you four quick things, and then we're done. Number one, put God on your calendar. 
You will never get close and intimate with God until you put him on your calendar. Put him on your calendar like you do everything else. How many know that it's not a good thing to say you don't have time for the one who's in charge of your breathing? Put him on your calendar and say, Lord, I don't care. Now, now how much time you spend with him, that's up to you. I want to challenge you. Put him on your calendar. Say, I'm going to spend every day some time with, I'm going to spend time with the Lord. So make a commitment. Number two, worship him. Now, Pastor, what do you mean worship him? I mean, that's kind of, for us men, you know, some of us men, you know, like we're kind of Rambo, you know, we're strong. You know, worship man, that seems kind of feminine. You know, uh, <laughs> real men worship Jesus Amen. and they ain't afraid. Amen. That was a strong brother up here this morning singing, that, playing that guitar, wasn't he? Amen. Yes, sir. Brother runs, bike, he's in great shape. But he didn't look like no wimp to me. Well, I was like, yeah, brother, sing it, worship him. Why did I say that? Don't just come to God with gimme, 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 gimme. Spend some time say, Lord, I'm just going to worship you for who you are. That's it, God. God, you know what? I, I know normally, Lord, I come to you with a big list, but for a moment, I'm going to lay the list aside, and I'm just going to give you praise. Do that. And then after you do that, you spend time reading his word for application and transformation. Amen. Don't just read the Bible to get knowledge. Read the Bible to get changed. So when you read it and that book speaks to you, you're not arguing, you're not arguing with God. You're not going around saying, well, God just, listen, and we're not using that old, that old, that old excuse, oh, God, I'm just, God, you're just working on me. You know, I'm, God is a God of grace. Come on, y'all know, know, know how to obey. We all know how to obey, right? Let's just say we're going to do what he says. And sometimes what he says to us would be very challenging. Now, why did I say all that? Because God loves you. He loves you more than you can ever know. And you coming here this morning was not an accident. God is saying to you today, he wants you. He's saying to you today that he wants time to be alone with you. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Now, if you're here this morning, if you're here this morning and you are, and, I, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit has convicted you. You see, here's, here's the thing, one of the things that we, we must understand and realize and know is that when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, the only thing to do is to respond. If you're sitting here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not even saved. I don't know what will happen to me. I'm hoping I go to heaven, but really I don't know. Can I tell you that this whole thing is about you. It's about you coming into relationship with Jesus. 
if you're sitting here this morning and you don't know, you're saying, Pastor, I, I, I need to know him. I want to experience this kind of love that you've been talking about. I heard you, pastors, talk about this deep, this depth of love. I'm not there, but, but I want it. I want to know him. I, I want to fellowship with him in this way. If that's you this morning, please raise your hand. God, God, God went through so much to bring you here to save you. This is between you and God. This is between you and God. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and then after death comes judgment. There is no second chances. God knows your heart, and you know your heart. And God's hands are stretched out this morning. He's saying, come, come to the waters and drink. He says, come to the waters and drink. That living water. <laughs> he says, I got living water for you. He says, I got living water for you. I will fulfill your, the, the deepest longings of your heart. He's saying, come to me. Come. Don't think about it, but if he spoke to you, just come. Just say, raise your hands and say, Pastor, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus today. I want to give one more, one more chance. I don't care who it is. I don't care what the, one more chance. If that's you this morning, slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go all the way with you. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Amen. Maybe you've, you've been saved, but the truth is, you haven't surrendered every aspect of your life to him. You've been distant. God has been calling you. God has been beckoning for you. And you gave your life to Christ years ago, but you are not intimate with him the way that you should. In fact, you're irritated. You're mad a lot of the time. You're frustrated. And God just showed you today the root of that. If that's you this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I'm ready to recommit. You see, the altar here is not about, it's not just something that we just have up here. The altar is a place called change. It's when you decide to make up in your mind that you're going to change and to go a whole new direction. It's between you and God. But when God calls us, he calls us publicly because when we step out publicly, we let the world know that we're turning over a new leaf. We're going deeper. If that's you this morning, you're saved, but you're not intimate with the Lord like you should be, but you're saying, I want to get there today. I want that today. If that's you, slip your hand up. I just want to pray with you. If you hear that, is there one? You just need to be more intimate with the Lord. You lack private time with him. You lack a devotion life. Is there one? Saints, pray with me. Father, I thank you this morning, God, for your word of truth. God, I thank you, Father, that you're calling us to a deeper place. God, I thank you for the, your presence, God. I enjoy you so much. I love you so much, Jesus. And I pray that your people will come into the fullness of, the, of that reality. God, change us, will you please? And God, make us to feel the power of your love. And God, wake us up in the morning. Some of us, Lord, we have a hard time getting up in the morning. But God, I'm praying right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that everybody who has a desire, first of all, everybody who has a desire, that you will wake them up, Lord. 
so that they can spend that time with you. And those who don't have a desire, I pray that you would help them to see the depth and the height and the width of your great love that you have for us. God, we love you. And God, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Did you receive that this morning? Amen. Now stand to your feet. Give God praise as you stand. Come on, give him a hand clap or something. Let him know it. Again, I want to uh, I want to thank each and every one of you all for coming, especially our guests. So good to have you all here. Now we went out our way a little bit, and we have some goodies for you. So we have some food at the table. So do me a favor, stop by, get yourself something to eat. Let us get to know you just a little bit more. Uh, we want to get to know you. We want to get to spend some time with you. So uh, the table is right out these doors, over to the left. And for our guests who have a um, who filled out a visitor's card, uh, there's a connections table uh, out there um, right outside this door and straight ahead. And uh, Sister Crystal is there. Take your card to her. And, and she showed me the gift bag this morning, and it's a wonderful gift bag. You want? We got some goodies for you. So, um, so God bless you. Come on, give God another praise, will you?